0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Please open them up to... The fourth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, the title of our message is, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm sure you're familiar with that text, Hebrews 13 and 8. But he is the same today, yesterday and forever. Amen? You agree to that? Only thing is, we're going to let him be the same. Amen? Glory to God. So, Father, as we approach your word, we approach it reverently, we approach it humbly, giving you thanks for it, thanking you for the great Holy Spirit that abides within us to guide us and teach us all truth, thanking that he will quicken this word in our hearts, dear Father God, that we walk in the light of it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we're going to begin our study, as I've been led of the Lord, here in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And we're going to see whether or not Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're going to talk about the area of divine healing and we're going to take a first, first of all, a look at Jesus of yesterday. You say, well, what's Jesus of yesterday? Well, Jesus of yesterday, it starts when, with his virgin birth. Isn't that right? He was called Christ before that at the bosom of the Father. But he wasn't called Jesus until he came to the earth and was born of the virgin. So Jesus of yesterday, began, we, begin, we know that he came to take away the sins of the world. We understand that. I believe most of us preach that. And if some of you don't, then you better start preaching it. Amen? Well, we also believe here, that's why we call ourselves full gospel people We believe that he also died for our sicknesses and our diseases Amen So we're going to spend some time preaching on this area An aspect of our redemption But let's take a look at the Jesus of yesterday You'll find him in the gospels The Jesus of today, you'll find somewhere else We'll get to that in a a minute But in the fourth chapter, verse 23 Let's begin reading Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, and all manner of disease among the people. And His fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto Him all sick, you should be underlining alls, all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, And those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and He healed them all. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ of yesterday. Let's go to uh, Matthew 8. We begin reading with verse 1. And when He was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed Him. And behold, there came a leper unto him, worshiping him, and saying, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, and show thyself unto the priests, and offer up the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when he was entered into Capernaum, there came a certain centurion unto him, Beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the servant said, No, or, or the centurion said, Lord, Lord, I'm not worthy that you'd come and, and uh, you know, under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. from I'm a man under authority. I've got soldiers under me. I say to one, go and he goeth, and one come and he cometh, and one do this and he doeth it. Say he knew authority. He knew authority. He knew that Jesus had authority. He had authority and he knew Jesus had authority. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed him, I've not found so great faith, no, not even in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west. We could even say the north and the south. And sit with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom they shall be cast in the outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And he said to the centurion, Go thy way, if thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And then when he was entered into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid sick of a fever. And he came and touched her hand, and the fever left, and she arose and ministered unto them. He didn't even say anything, did he? Just touched her hand. And then when the evening was come, they brought unto him all, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed how many? All that were what? All that were what? How many did He heal? Did you notice that when demons were cast out, they got the sick got healed? That's right. He cast out the spirits with His word and healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He, Jesus Himself, this same One, yesterday, today, and forever, took our infirmities and He bore our sicknesses. Now, someone said, you know, this, this healing business, it was only for the Old Testament. It was only for the Jews under the Old Law, the Old Covenant. Well, let me say something to you. If you'll find and read throughout the Old Covenant and the Old Testament, you'll find some things back there that the Father God, after they were delivered from the Egyptian bondage and came across the Red Sea, made a covenant of healing with them in the 15th chapter of the book of, of Exodus and said, if you'll hearken unto me diligently and to my voice and do the things that I tell you to do, then I will not allow or permit the diseases that came upon the Egyptians to come upon you or the plagues, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. I am thy God that healeth thee. Jehovah Rapha. That's where he introduced himself as the Lord their healer. Now that's true. But if you go back to Deuteronomy the 7th chapter, let's turn there for a minute. We'll go back to Matthew in a minute. Deuteronomy the 7th chapter, you find something else. In the 7th chapter and verse 14, I like this verse. It's my kind of reading. Look what it says. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male nor female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from you all sicknesses and will put none or permit none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Oh, he, notice he says he'll take him away from them. He would protect them from them. But if you go back to Exodus, go back there to the 23rd chapter, we'll see something else here. In case any, uh, any of the ladies were given an evil report and told that they cannot have children, well, he said there'll be none barren among you, male nor female. But look at this verse of Scripture, the 23rd chapter and the 25th and 6th verse. And you shall serve your Lord, the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away. Is that shouting grounds? Well, see, under the law, though, he promised to take it away, to take it away. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, no miscarriages, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Now, go to Isaiah the 53rd chapter. That was for them under the law, under the old covenant, but we have a new covenant established upon better promises. How can you get better than, I will take sickness away from the midst of thee? how can you get better than that how can you have a better covenant than that I'll take it away from the midst of you well we'll show it to you we just read it in Matthew 8 in Matthew 8 17 you read that Jesus took took Jesus did what took our what and bear our what the only way you can get better is taking it away from the midst of them is if He took it already. Now, them is shouting grounds. He took them already. I mean, you saw it there in Matthew eight seventeen, And this is how He did it. In Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, begin reading with verse 4. Surely He hath borne our... And the real translation of that Hebrew word there is sicknesses. Many other times it's translated throughout the Bible, sicknesses. And carried our pains... The King James says, griefs and sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God. Smitten of who? And afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes, we are what? Well, with His stripes, then we are healed. So you see, in the area of the covenant of healing... Under the old covenant, he promised to take it away from the midst of them. But under the new covenant, it is a fact that Jesus bore them. He has already taken them away from the midst of us. And we're going to show you how, if you'll catch a glimpse of this and begin to see this, see your sickness on him, you'll just walk right out from it and be delivered from it. Amen. 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 So the Jesus of yesterday is the one that took our sicknesses and our diseases, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now let's go back to the Gospel of Matthew. And let's go to the ninth chapter. And verse... Well, let's start with verse 32, read a few portions of Scripture here. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisee said, He casted out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. I'm only one person to heal all these people pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest and in the next verse he does it and when he had called unto him his twelve disciples he gave them who did he give his disciples he gave them power to do what power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease Jesus the same yesterday today and forever Yesterday he gave his disciples power to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Verse 8. Verse 7. As you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. Chapter 12. Start with verse 9. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man with which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And when he said, he said unto them, What man is there among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How Underline this. Much then is a man better than a sheep. Wherefore, is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath days? Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. What are we saying in those scriptures? What is Jesus saying right there? He's saying that a man is better than an animal. And you would help your animal. And the Father God will help his child stretch forth your hand and he don't care what day it is. and it was whole. The Father God loves us more than we love animals, friends. Let's go on and read some more. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him how they might destroy him, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Wow. And charge them that they should not make him known. How many did he heal? How many did he heal? Let's keep on reading. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, "Behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, and whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry; neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, a smoking flax shall he not quench, till all he, till he send forth judgment unto victory." And in his name shall who trust? Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Go to the 14th chapter. This is Jesus Christ of yesterday. Hallelujah. Isn't he good? Jesus Christ of yesterday 14 chapter verse 13 Spirit Lord showed me the reason why more people don't get it is because they never study the gospel of healing So here's some here's some information you need to know verse 13 when Jesus heard it He departed thence by ship into a desert place apart and when the people had heard thereof they followed him on foot out of the cities And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them, and he healed their sick. Why did he heal their sick? Because he was moved with what? He saw the great multitude. He couldn't take it. He was moved with compassion and healed all their sick. That's Jesus of yesterday. Go to the 15th chapter. Begin with verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Now, mind you, he answered and said, it's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs call her a dog help me Lord I can't give you the children's bread you dog That's what he's saying you want to talk about humility friends she said yes Lord but I know that a dog has the right to the crumb so I come as a dog to get my crumb And my crumb from you will be enough to deliver my child. He said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, even as you will. Look look at this. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto thee, even as you will. You know, she knew her rights and privileges as a dog... And most Christians don't know their rights and privileges. as a saint the children's bread was healing that was clearly stated she was a dog didn't deserve it but the crumbs they were allowed to lick up so to lick up a crumb from the master means to get your child or yourself delivered that was her right and privilege at least as a dog of humanity you beloved are a child of the Living God You have the whole bread of life. Healing is yours. All of it. Not a crumb. All of it. Now that's exciting, but let's go on down to verse 29. You get your shopping clothes on now. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And did anybody ever see a multitude of people? How would you like to see great multitudes? A multitude's enough, but great multitudes of people came out of Him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and He healed them insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak the maimed the the maim to be whole the lame to walk and the blind to see and they glorified the God of Israel oh all of them Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever beloved he's going to be the same yesterday and he's going to be the same forever I'm just getting excited about making him the same today are you Oh, the same Jesus that walked the shores of Galilee has made his place right here and he's in this place now hallelujah and he's walking the shores of this building right now he's in this place right now and he's the same Jesus amen and that's the Jesus of yesterday friends I didn't write the Bible there it is and the Bible says he's the same yesterday today and forever Now, let's go on to chapter 19, verse 2. Start with verse 1, might as well. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these things, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea, beyond Jordan, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, 21, this scripture, I I went over this and meditated this, and I said, glory be to God, hallelujah. How could we miss such nuggets of truth that's in his word? Look at this, verse 12, chapter 21, chapter 21, verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the table of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them it is written my house shall be called the house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves they have made they made the house of the Lord which at that time the presence of the Lord was in that place and they made the house of the Lord a selling market a marketplace where they were buying and selling for profit and for gain Jesus came in and whipped them out of the temple but look at the next verse and the blind and the lame came in the temple and he healed them and when they didn't look they saw it friends and when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying Hosanna to the son of David they were sore displeased and he said unto them, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Blessed be God. And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he was there. Can you see the picture? they made the house of god bake sales cookie sales blah 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 blah, all the sales some of your churches today book bake sales and cookie sales and this and and that and that for profit to make their money could get calls on the phone i can make money in your church just to do this and just do that go shine some shoes i said i know jesus is the lord and the provider of this building hallelujah amen that's right i said jesus is the provider we don't have to sell things amen isn't that right What's the house of the Lord? What's this spiritual habitation for? Get the people delivered and healed and set free and saved in the kingdom of God. And God will be glorified in Jesus. His name will be magnified. And he proved it right there and did it right in front of their noses. They couldn't take it. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And forever. Now let's go to another gospel. Mark's gospel, the third chapter. And uh, verse 10. Well, we better back up and get the context of it. Verse 7 first. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Idumea, and from beyond Jordan, and they about Tyre and Sidon, and a great multitude when they had heard what great things he did, they came unto him, Jesus the same. And he spake to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he healed many insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him, as many as had plagues. And when they touched him, unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make him known. Beloved, he's here tonight and you could touch him with your faith. I said you could touch him with your faith. Amen. Maybe his garment's not here, but he's here blessed be God and you could touch him with your faith tonight and to touch Jesus meant healing amen look what it says go on and he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would and they came unto him and he ordained 12 that they should be with him and they might he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils hallelujah Jesus the same yesterday today and forever amen glory to God hallelujah let's go on <laughs> chapter 5 oh I love it that he's the same in chapter 5 you begin reading here you find out about this here. this madman from the he was demon-possessed he broke the chains in the fetters. no man could hold him he cut himself and, and so on and so forth you remember all that, that happened to the man he came and met the master. When he met the master, Jesus said, "Come out of the man the unclean spirit." And he came out and said, "Well, he says, I want to go into this herd of swine. He went into the herd of swine, went over the cliff, and they fell inside the water, and they were all drowned. And everybody told everybody all that happened. Amen. Everybody was frightened and afraid, and you know the story from there. Then Jairus came up to him and said, "Lord, uh, you know, come on down and lay your hands upon my daughter, for she's about dead. She's dying. She's dying. You got to come and lay your hands upon her and heal her." And as soon as that happened, then the woman with the issue of blood came up to him, and, and, and you know, she, well, she heard of Jesus, and uh, she suffered many things and many physicians, and she spent all that she had. She was nothing better, but rather grew worse. And she came with the press behind and touched his garment. She said, if I touch his garment, I will be healed, I will be whole. And Jesus went on, after he touched her, and virtue came out of him and she was healed. He said, daughter of thy faith hath made thee whole, go on peace and behold of thy plague. And he went to Jairus' house when they came and gave him the evil report. And when he got the evil report, he said, don't fear, don't have any fear, blessed be God. He said, just believe. And went inside and cast everybody out of the house and just took her by the hand. When he took her by the hand, rose up and said, damsel, just rise up, rise up and be whole. And she was healed right there, raised up from the dead. Now this little woman was a fanatic. She started a new wave of, of healing. Look at the sixth chapter, verse fifty-three. Man, she went and told anybody, "If you ever get yourself some of that garment, blessed be God, you're but be delivered." She told everybody she saw, "Just grab a hold of the man's garment." Hallelujah! Well, I wish some of us would hear that now. Don't mock and don't you know get down on everybody that preaches healing. Just grab a hold of some of that healing power. Glory to God and be delivered. Amen. Look at this verse over here, 53. And he, look at this. They found that Jesus was coming over to Gennesaret. And when they did, they ran about the whole region. I mean, they were just busily running, man. They ran about the whole region, ran about, and began to carry in the beds and those that were sick where, where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into the villages or the cities or the country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that if they might just touch the border of his garment. I mean, she, man, she just got everybody on fire. Get all the sick. Get everybody you could find. Get them on the streets. Get them on the highways. Get them in the byways. Get them out of their house. Get them on beds. Get them on cots. Just bring him wherever he is and let them touch his garment and they'll be healed. Woo! look at that and as many as touched him were made what oh. oh glory to God hallelujah Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever that's what it says now let's go over to the Luke, gospel of Luke if he's the same yesterday today and forever in verse 18 he said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the deliverance of the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, if he was doing that then, he's the same today. Isn't that right? Amen. Let's go over to the 40th verse. And when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases, brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Well, did he do it? Look at the next verse. And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Now, friends, someone say, Boy, oh, you're misquoting them scriptures, or misinterpreting them scriptures. I had not started to interpret them, yet you wait till I start to interpret them. I'm just reading them right now. Amen? Is that what it said? I didn't interpret anything yet. Woo! Just hold, hold tight. Chapter 5 verse 15 I'm just showing you Jesus of yesterday just taking you a stroll through the life of the master from yesterday you know why because he's the same today amen but so much the more there went a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed, and it came to pass on a certain day, uh, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And you know, the man was let down through the roof with the palsy. He said, I, He saw their faith. He said, Be of good cheer, thy sins will be forgiven thee. And they got upset with him. The church people did. They said, who can forgive sins but God? This man speaks blasphemies and so on and so forth. And Jesus says, what's easier to say? Thy sins are forgiven thee or take up thy bed and walk? And so he said, take up thy bed and walk. To the sick of the palsy, he took up his bed and walked. He was completely healed and whole. That's what he did. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now let's go over to the sixth chapter, verse 17. And he came down with them and stood in the plain And the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast and Tyre and Sidon when they came to hear him, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Oh, hallelujah. Why have we separated the gospel of healing? They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Oh, blessed be the wonderful name of our Lord. Hallelujah, the ninth chapter. <laughs> oh, you're so good, Lord Jesus. I want you to see this pattern. If he couldn't be there, he sent, he sent his disciples there to do it. Verse 1, then He called His twelve disciples together and gave them power over and authority. What did He send them to do? Preach and heal. Preach and heal. May I ask you, if He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, did He send His his disciples and His preachers to preach and heal? Did He? Well, then that's what we should be doing. Amen? Okay. Now, let's go on down to uh, verse 6. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Verse 11, And the people, when they knew it, followed Him, and He received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of. I like that. Not everybody has need of healing, but He healed those that had need of healing. Jesus Christ is saying, just today, day and forever. Now, the 13th chapter. Oh, you're so good, Lord Jesus. And verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues On the Sabbath And behold there was a woman Which had a spirit of infirmity Eighteen years And was bound together And could no wise lift up herself And when uh, when Jesus saw her He called her to him And said unto her Woman you're loose from your infirmity And he laid his hands on her And immediately she was made straight And did what? And did what? When did she glorify God? When she was healed Healing beloved glorifies God Didn't you know that? That's right, healing glorifies. You want to glorify God in your body? Be healed. 22nd chapter. This is an astounding healing. Brother John touched it this morning. It rose up in my spirit when he did. I could have came up and preached. Oh, glory. And uh, verse 50... I'll start with verse 47. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before him and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were, were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Malchus. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far? And he touched his ear and healed him. A dog got her healing with a crumb. Now an enemy who comes to take him away to be crucified... Has his ear cut off by Peter. And Jesus moved with compassion. Didn't pick up the ear. It says cut off in every every gospel. Just touched the ear and recreated a new one right there. For him. An enemy. Oh. What kind of mercy does this Father God have for his children? What kind of Jesus is this? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Think about it. One could weep just just thinking something like that. Now, if I were to sum up the Jesus of yesterday, and I were only given one scripture to sum up the Jesus of yesterday in the area of divine healing, I would have to use Acts 10.38. You don't have to turn to it. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That one scripture alone says the whole thing in a nutshell. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I ask you this question. Is he the same? Is he the same? Has he lost his power? Is He still healing the sick? Either He is or He's not the same. By divine power or He's not the same. Can you see that? How could He be the same? Well, brother, that went out with the apostles. Jesus didn't go out. He's still in business. We ain't talking about the apostles. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus is still around. In case you didn't know, He's here today. He's right here in this place. Now, Jesus of today. Go to John's Gospel. The 14th chapter. We're going to see something here about the Jesus of today. Love it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me The works that I do shall He do also, and greater works than these shall He do, because I'm going unto my Father. Beloved, the Jesus of today is with His Father. And He didn't just say we would do the same works. He says, The works I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I'm going to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Next verse, you can hardly breathe without falling over. Ask anything in my name, and I will do it. But, preacher, you've misquoted that. You've misinterpreted that. Like I told you, I haven't begun to interpret it yet. So look out when I do. Ask anything in my name, and I will what? You know how simple that is, beloved? All I do is the asking. It's up to him to do the doing. The hard part's on his shoulders. My part's just to do the asking. His part's to do the doing. Amen? Amen? Now go to the 16th chapter and I'll show you about that day. Verse 23 and 24. And in that day, you shall ask me what? Master, this woman troubleth us. She wants her daughter to be healed and she's not a one of us. In that day, you shall ask me nothing. Oh, Master, can't you see the wind so boisterous? Carest thou not that we perish? In that day, you shall ask me nothing. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. You ask the Father in my name. In that day. In what day? Today. No, He's talking about this new day. Jesus of yesterday did what He was to do. Jesus of today will do the same thing through you. In that day... You shall ask me nothing. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it you. Hitherto or up till now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. So, we find out that in this day, Jesus is working with His name or through His name. So let's go to back up a little bit to Mark 16 and find out some things that we are to do in His name. Jesus is not here today physically. Jesus is here only in His name. His body is here in the sense that we are the body of Christ. But He said, it's in My name that you will do. Now notice He said before He left in the 15th verse, after He when He spoke to them, He said, it's in red where Jesus starts, Go ye you in know, all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Well, did He tell His saints of yesterday to preach? I mean, did He tell His disciples of yesterday to preach? Go ye you in know, all the world. Who's He telling that to now? He's telling that to us, right? Those of today. Go ye you in know, all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. All the believing ones. Are you a believing one? Amen. In My name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink in the day, they think it will not harm them or hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick. And what will happen? Does that change from anything that He did throughout the, the Jesus of yesterday? Does it change at all? Is it not in harmony, complete harmony with what He told His uh, disciples to do of yesterday when He was here on the earth with them? So the Jesus of today begins when He left and went to the Father. And today, Jesus is working through His body. Not His physical body on the earth, but His spiritual body, us on the earth. And this He said to do in My name. Now, does it work? Is it true? Did they do the same thing? Are we to do the same thing today? We are still living in the days of Pentecost. It has not changed. The dispensation has not changed. So you've got to go to the book of Acts, the third chapter. In the third chapter of the book of Acts, after they got born again, you remember over there he said, uh, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you be endued with power from on high, and you should be witnesses unto me, both in Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem and all the uttermost parts of the earth. Remember that? And then in the second chapter, they were all with one accord in one place. They, and the Spirit of God came upon them his tongues, cloven tongues like as a fire. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then Peter got up and he began to give his, his sermon, his first sermon, preaching of the anointing of God. And uh, he said to them, men and brethren, the same ones that, that killed and crucified our Lord. He spoke to them about the resurrection of the dead through Jesus Christ. And God anointed him, the God and father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he says, this is the same Jesus whom you crucified. He's seated and God exalted him. He's at the right hand. They said, what are we going to do? 3,000 said, well, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, for the remission of your sins. They were baptized, and they were saved, and they were delivered, and they were born again. Amen? So, Peter and John now, in the 3rd chapter, verse 1, they went to the temple to to pray about the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And when they went there, they saw a man from his mother's womb, who was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, called Beautiful. And he went there to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to enter into the temple? They asked of alms. And Peter fasting eyes on him with John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to see something of them. And Peter said, Silver, gold, I have none. But such as I have, I'm going to give to you. I've got the name of Jesus. I've got the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And took him by the right hand, lift him up. And immediately his feet and eight bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Does that sound like the Jesus of today? Sound like the same one of yesterday? Peter said in verse 16, After he says, Why gaze ye upon us as if by our own holiness or or, or spirituality we did such a thing? You know, Be it known to all of you that the God and father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the one that raised up Jesus from the dead. And it's his name, verse 16, Through faith in his name that made this man strong whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given this perfect soundness in the presence of every one of you. Now let me say something here right now before I go any further. This Jesus, my friends and beloved friends, And brothers and sisters in Christ was hung upon that cross in nakedness and shame. The Son of God and all the iniquity and all the sickness and all the diseases of the world were placed upon Him in His Spirit. All these Jews that they're preaching to right now, that seeing these mighty works... All of them at Jerusalem gazed upon him. He he almost shook Judaism to its foundation. You know that when he walked the earth. What do you think they wanted to crucify him? Everybody's going to follow him and nobody's going to be a Jew any longer. Because of the miracles and the signs and the wonders. So, there he was, hung naked upon that cross in, in the lowest of shame. I mean, it was the lowest form of humility. You talk about being humiliated. Well, if you knew what Jesus did, he was humiliated. He was humbled to the very lowest. Now... They spit upon him, they mocked him, they laughed at him, they cursed his name. If thou be the Son of God, come down and show thyself and do a miracle. If you be the Son of God, do this and save thyself and all those that are with you and will believe that you're the Son of God. No, they hung him up there in nakedness, in shame. They cursed him, they laughed, they parted his garments, they crowned him with thorns, they beat his back. They did all these terrible things to him. His spirit went into the lowest pits of hell. Now listen. Philippians says, wherefore God hath highly exalted him. Did you know that before, humi- before honor comes what? Okay. To be exalted above all, all honor, then one must of necessity be humiliated lower than all. Think about that in your daily walk. You want to you be exalted? How humble can you be? Jesus was not only humiliated in nakedness and shame before His accusers and His name cursed to their fa- to His face, but He was humbled in the regions of the damned to such a low estate that there was nobody walk bottom, lower than Jesus. Nobody. Now you ready? Because He did this, And because he humbled himself, and made himself of no reputation, and was obedient even under the death of the cross, God highly exalted him, and hath given unto him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee shall bow of things or beings in heaven, of things and beings in earth, and things and beings underneath the earth. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now listen. Where the shame of Calvary reached all of Jerusalem, and they mocked, and they laughed, and they cursed, and they spit, and they did everything imaginable to that holy name, and thought that that, that they were getting their kicks out of this, Beloved, the Father God waited until it was finished and then He took the same name that they cursed and He took that name and raised it and gave it such honor and glory that at the whisper of that name in the front of His accusers they would see miracles and miraculous signs and wonders that shook the Roman government to its foundation and upset Judaism all apart. Yes, wherever the shame of Calvary had gone, the name of Jesus was exalted and honored and glorified and magnified and all the people feared and quaked to even go near somebody who named the name of Christ. And I said, Father God, no wonder it's all in the name. The man humbled himself so low to get a name so high. And now you love that name so much because it means to you a family that you honored that name with all authority and all power. And when one believer breathes that name and blows away the forces of sickness and disease and darkness and evil spirits, you are glorified. Jesus is magnified right in front of His accusers. Hallelujah. So where the shame and nakedness was, the glory and honor is far exceeding great. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's why He loves to honor that name above every name. A name that is so honorable in heaven. That He said, let all the angels, all the heavenly hosts bow under that name. And the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. Yes. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to receive riches. Thou art worthy to receive honor. Thou art worthy for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and made us to our God kings and priests. And John said, I beheld and I saw angels round about the throne and the beasts and the number of them was 10,000 times ten thousand, and thousands and thousands of them Fallen before the Lord saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb of God and every creature in heaven and every creature on earth and every creature under the earth and such as are in the sea. And all that are in them, demons and the devil included, heard I saying, Riches and strength and honor and glory and blessing be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the name of Jesus, the Lamb forevermore. And the four beasts said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down Jesus was worthy when no man could be found friends Jesus was worthy and the angels bowed before his name it pleases the father's heart to honor his name of his son hallelujah hallelujah he received and obtained a name more excellent than any of the angels Go to the fourth chapter. And when this name caused this great miracle, they brought Peter and John in question. And they said to Peter and John, they brought him before the senate, before the high priest, before the Sanhedrin, before the council. And in verse 6, 5, And it came to pass on the morrow and the rulers and the elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem, the same ones that mocked him, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Oh, hallelujah. Then Peter, filled with the glory of God, the Holy Ghost, said unto them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to this impotent man by what means he's made whole, be it known unto all of you, the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one you mocked, the one you crucified, the one you laughed at, the one you scorned, Him God raised from the dead, even by Him that this man stand before you strong and whole, this is the stone which was set at night of you builders, which has become the head of the corner, and neither is there any other name, salvation, any other, no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved but the almighty name of the everlasting Son of God. Hallelujah. And they got so shook. In verse sixteen, they said, Oh, what are we going to do to these men? For indeed a notable miracle has been done and is manifest to everybody that dwells in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But let it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak thenceforth no to no man in the name. You can speak your tradition, you can speak the resurrection, you can preach anything you want, but don't preach the mighty name of Jesus. And look at they they whipped, they tried to they threaten them after Peter and John said to them, It's better for us to to, to, to follow God not to man. We cannot speak but the things which we have seen and heard. And then after they further threaten them, they let them go, finding nothing how they could punish or accuse them. For they all glorified the God for what was done. And then Peter and John was let go. They went to their own company. They reported all the chief priests and others said unto them, and they lifted up their their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. You made the heavens, you made the earth, you made the sea. You made the heavens, you made the earth, you made the sea. The name is above every name in the heavens, the name is above every name in the earth and in the sea. And by the mouth of thy servant David, you said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, the rulers were gathered against the Lord, against this Christ of the truth, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast to of both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the people of Israel gathered together for to do whatever thy counsel determined for to be done. But now, Lord, behold all their threatenings and grant unto us your preachers, your servants, that with all boldness we may speak your word. By stretching forth your hand to heal and signs and wonders may be brought by this name of the Holy Child, Jesus. And the whole place was shaken where they was assembled together. And they all spoke the word of God with boldness. He answered the prayer. And in 5.12, it says, And many signs and wonders were wrought by the hands of the apostles, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest there's no man joined himself unto them, but all the believers were the more added to the the Lord. Multitudes, both men and women. Blessed be God, and so much they brought the sick into the streets on beds and couches. At least a shadow of Peter passing by would heal, would just overshadow some of them. And they was all healed, the Bible says. Go on to verse 16. What's it say? They brought them, uh, multitudes came, came from about round, the cities around about unto Jerusalem, and they brought those that were uh, with sicknesses and diseases and vexed with unclean spirits, and they healed every one of them the same thing. The same Jesus as yesterday is the same Jesus of today. He hadn't changed. So they persecuted them and they stoned Stephen to death. He looked up, calling upon the glory of the Lord. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And in the 8th chapter of the book of Acts, you begin reading over there in verse 5. And we find out that Philip went down to the city of Samaria because of all this persecution. He went there and preached Christ unto them. All the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And those that were taken with palsy and those that were lame were all healed. And there was great joy in that city. Hallelujah. What did he preach? Well, what did the man preach? Verse 12 tells you, But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of the Almighty Son of God, they were all baptized, both men and women. If that's not enough, first chapter 14, Paul got a glimpse of this name. Whoo! Hallelujah! Chapter 14, verse 7. And there they preached the gospel. They sat a certain man at and but in his feet being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak who beholding and steadfastly perceiving he had faith to be healed said stand upright on thy feet. Then he leaped up and walked. Glory be to God. Jesus of yesterday. Jesus of today. Jesus forever. Jesus forever. 19th chapter of the book of Acts. And verse 11. Verse 11, Paul cast out demons in that name. All signs and wonders were wrought by the name. And God, in verse 11, wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons, and the diseases departed out of them, and the evil spirits went out of them. That's why we got this prayer clause. Let's go on. Some of these, that power, that name was so magnified. That power was so omnipotent. The power of God in the name of Jesus was so ruling on the earth that these Jewish exorcists, they tried. Certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them, took upon them to call over that which had the evil spirit, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying... We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one, Siva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who in the world are you? You ain't nothing but one of us. That's big God Can you see what happened there? Can you see what happened there? These were Jews. They, they weren't born again. They tried to use that name of Jesus on the devil. They were children of the devil themselves. They tried to use it on the devil. And the devil says, I know Paul and I know Jesus, but you forget it. And the devil that was inside them jumped on them and just took, tore them all apart. And they went out of the house all naked and wounded. Amen? That's what happened. Look what else it says over here. I'm not excited. I'll tell you what. Go to God. Look at this. And this, verse 17, was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. We should be such a people that we should herald the name of Jesus so that we're not the ones that's sitting in the back seat. They should be where you work, beloved, in a corner saying, don't you go near that fella. Glory to God, the power of God's all over him. They just say the name of Jesus and the earth begins to quake. That's how we should be. Amen? Amen. Can I hear an amen to that? Oh, bless it. Because you know why? Because the Father delights in magnifying the name of the one that hung on a cross in shame. He, oh, I tell you, it gets him, he gets him, you know, just ignited on fire. Let the Holy Ghost shoots out his nostrils just like that in glory to God forever. And just exalts that mighty name wherever it's breathed over anybody in faith. Touch the garment of the Master by faith. Well, here's another portion of Scripture that I like, and we're going to close it up here in a second. Who glory. <laughs> I don't know about you, I'm having a ball. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> in the 28th chapter. Oh, this is how we should be. This is how we should be. Jesus the same today. And they, when they were escaped, then they knew that the owl was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed unto us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang, the, the beast... The venomous beast hang on his hand. They said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. After that they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said, This man is a god. Can you see it, beloved? Can you see these little algori be the god? Can you just see? And the the whole island got healed because of it. In my name you shall take up serpents and they won't harm you. And the venomous beast hung on his arm. And they knew it was poisonous. I mean, they lived there all their lives. They thought that he should have been dead. He should have swallowed up and fell over dead just like that. And they watch and they watch. They should be watching you and me like that, beloved. They are if you're really walking in the, in the power of the Spirit. You wait till he gets attacked with sickness and disease. I'm going to laugh at him. And they watch and they watch and they watch and they watch. And you say, blessed be God, what's all you want. Jesus is Lord of my life. He took my infirmities and by my sicknesses and with the stripes I am healed. Look what happened over here. It caused a revival in the same quarters were possessions of the chief men of the uh, of the island, whose name was Publius, who who received us and lodged us there three days courteously. And it came to pass that when the father Publius lay sick of a of a fever and a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So then, when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Is it the same today? Is it the same today? Okay, I got to close right here. Revelation one eighteen. Glory to God. Are you ready for it? Jesus is the same yesterday. Jesus is the same today. But look at this. I am he that was dead. I am he that liveth, he said. And was dead. I am alive forevermore. And I have the authority and the keys of death and the keys of hell. Jesus the same yesterday, Jesus the same today in His name, and Jesus the same forevermore. All authority, all power, all glory under the majestic name of the Son of the Living God. Forever. He'll never change. I say make Him the same in your life today. Right now. He's here. His name is here. The power is in His name. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me,